Welcome to Dollars and Cents for College Students, a multi-part podcast series that gives college students the knowledge and tools to handle their financial situation during and after college. Your host for this program is Professor Frank Longo of Centenary University School of Professional Studies. Please note that before making any financial decisions, please seek sound financial advice from a financial professional. And now, here is your host, Professor Frank Longo. Hello. And welcome to Dollars and Cents for College Students. Thank you for joining us. Hurricane Ian serves as an important reminder how important it is to be financially prepared for any emergency, including natural disasters. In this session, we will discuss how you can prepare for the financial aspects of what we hope will never happen to you. The more time you have to be prepared for the unexpected emergency, the better off you will be. When people hear a storm is coming, they act to protect their home. They board up windows, put away outside furniture, and act to protect physical assets. But what about money and, imp and important papers? Many people give very little thought to it. We suggest preparing for an emergency before the emergency happens. This enables you to think calmly and clearly without the pressure that accompanies an emergency. The best place to start is with an emergency fund, which is a topic we often discuss. This is the savings type account you set up to hold liquid funds, those you can access quickly. It should hold a minimum of one month's living expenses, if not more. As a storm approaches, you can take money out of the account. If evacuation is necessary, you can be essentially prepared. Suppose, however, the emergency occurs suddenly and without notice. It could involve an explosion or a loss of power. You may not be able to take money out of the bank. You may not be able to use an ATM. You need some reasonable amount of cash at home. This provides you with money for use when credit card charges cannot be processed again, due to a loss of power. So let's emphasize that the emergency fund should include cash in a bank, as well as a secure place for cash at home. You don't need tons of cash at home, but a reasonable amount if a loss of power makes ATMs unaccessible or closes banks. This will enable you to have cash. Most people have electronic deposits of salaries and government checks. But if you are one of the few who don't, think about setting up automatic deposits now. This enables you to have a continuous flow of essential cash. After storms, mail delivery can be uh, difficult. It can be slow. And banks may not open. Electronic deposits can be delivered without delays. People most impacted by Ian could have a difficult time setting up direct deposits at this point. Let's assume you are forced to temporarily move out of your home due to an emergency. You may need money for a hotel, food, and other basic living needs. You should have a credit card that has a sufficient limit so you can buy essential items. You should not only check your credit limit, but make sure 
you don't use too much of it. So if the emergency situation arises, you'll have sufficient credit limit to use. So one solution is to have a credit card that you use only for emergencies. This enables you to have borrowing ability during the difficult times. Your emergency home cash, your emergency credit card, and other important documents should be kept in a weatherproof container in a location that is secure, available, and known to your family members. Should you need to leave quickly, you need to be able to get to the container and have your cash, your credit card, and important documents and other valuables all ready to go with you. The container should include insurance policies, birth certificates, social security cards, passports, mortgage documents, wills, living trusts, deeds, and titles to your car, life insurance policies, a list of your bank and brokerage accounts, and a list of all credit cards, and most importantly, the contact number for those credit cards. Some Floridians lost everything in their homes. They can re reconstruct these documents, but it can be extremely time-consuming and stressful to do so. You should also have photos of the contents of your home, including furniture, appliances, pictures, and anything of value. This is especially helpful in establishing insurance claims. Having what we call your financial life box with these documents can ease a tremendous burden. A fireproof and waterproof safe that is portable works well for this purpose. There are non-storm emergencies that can happen to anyone. To prepare for an emergency caused by losing a wallet or purse, having it stolen, you've got to be ready. You should make a list of every important document you keep in your wallet or purse. You may have heard the commercial that asks, what's in your wallet? This is an important question. Keep a list of all items you carry with you. This list, again, should include the specific credit card numbers that are in your wallet. And again, the phone contact numbers, copies of your driver's license and car registration, copies of health insurance cards should all be retained apart from your wallet. Your list should be kept in a safe place at home. If you lose your wallet, you will know exactly which credit card company to contact and what number to call. Once again, having this information readily available can make a difficult situation more manageable. Another point, there is no need to carry your social security card, your passport, passport or passwords with you in your wallet. These are not necessary in everyday life when you need them. Take them with you, but be sure to return them to your safekeeping place. Remember, should you lose your wallet, the items contained in it can be used to steal your identity. Homeowners should periodically review their homeowner insurance. Make sure your structure and contents are adequately covered to reflect changing market values. Consider flood insurance, especially if you are in an area designated as flood prone. 
standard home insurance policies do not cover flood insurance. Your insurance company or agent can help you decide what is sufficient coverage for you. Most of all, be careful to protect what is most valuable to you, and that is your life and your family. Sometimes storm predictions don't turn into reality. This can provide people with a false sense of security. Many people in Florida who did not evacuate, despite the warnings, now regret their decision. What they noted was, you know, the warnings, they didn't have a problem. But what if that problem does occur? Don't play games with it. Don't fall into this. We end every program with the same advice, and it is clearly appropriate when dealing with emergencies. Stay calm, thoughtful, and purposeful. You have been listening to Dollars and Cents for College Students with host Frank Longo. The opinions on this series are those of the host. Before making any financial decisions, be sure to consult with a financial professional such as a certified financial planner. For more information, visit cfp.net.